0: Light from Lantern presents. Knit a spell. I'm magical maker Katie Rempe,
1: and I'm the maker of magic, James Devine.
0: Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting
1: and the craft. Welcome back to Knit a Spell. I am so excited for today, Katie. Yes, me too. Why are you so excited, Jim? Well, because my friend Rebecca and Mm -hmm. Emerald are our guests today.
0: Ooh, yes. Two. Count them. Two guests.
1: So let me just introduce. Rebecca is a knitter, weaver, spinner, dyer. She's also a priestess, a witch, and she's co-owner of Stardust Fiber Studio Along with the amazing Emerald,
0: <laughs> Emerald is a yarn dyer who was taught by Athena herself. Which I cannot wait to ask more on that. She's also a witchy wonder and co-owner of, of course, Stardust Fiber
1: Studio. Hooray! Welcome, Rebecca and Emerald. <laughs> <Woo>! Hi. <laughs>
0: Yay! We're so excited to have you on. It's um it's really a magical thing to hand dye yarn. And the fact that the business has a great theme around it, which I'm excited for you to share, um, is a great way to connect the two. let's Ooh, yeah. start
1: with how Rebecca and I know each other. So we oh, there you go. and we were just talking about it before we came on air that Um, we've known each other for almost a decade when Rebecca, you were in college Mm -hmm. and would come to Pagan Festival here in Washington, in, in the Washington state. And we would interact in these, um, at these festivals. And I think you've held different, you've been part of the production as well, Mm -hmm. right?
2: Uh, yeah, I was an assistant festival director one year. Yeah, um, but I've also I think held six roles. I think I've lost track. <laughs> I'd have to like go through like what years I did what.
1: Right. So as a priestess of a of a deity, this is an ancient Greek themed or a Celtic themed. It depends on which of the festivals you attend, or perhaps it was the year when it was not Celtic. Anyway, so you hold a priestess or priestess would hold and draw down a God form and then play like an actor, but more because you're a priest or a priest ex. Um, you would be sort of channeling the wisdom of that deity for the people, and this is something that goes way back to ancient times. We have some evidence of people doing this, or serving the deities, or acting as the mouthpiece for deity. So this is our sort of the context in which Rebecca and I know each other is in this uh, format of festival, where I've held roles, um, she's held roles, and we've you know also been participants and uh been in shared ritual space in other contexts as well so with that as a backdrop how tell us how fiber how stardust fiber studio began what happened
2: <laughs> so it was the beginning of the 2020 covid pandemic i guess 19 covid pandemic it was all of 2020 so you know <laughs> um and it was the very beginning. It was, I just looked and on my phone, I had the note of the first day that we died. And I think it was actually today. I have to double check. But I think Ooh. it's year to the day of the first time we died a skein Ooh. Um, at the time of recording this. And my local yarn store, that's like five minutes from my mom's house that I've been going to for that's years what? since like the day that it opened. So yeah, confirmed. It's <laughs> been a year today. It was that wow. the... Um, first died our first skein, so great job scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even think about that till just this second. Um, What's so the yarn guys,
1: store? Do you want to give him a shout out? Do you love them?
2: the knitter. Ooh, yep. Ben is amazing, wonderful. Um, absolutely adore him. Um, we have a trunk show coming up there at some point in the future. I don't remember the exact date. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we. We're bored as you do at the beginning of pandemic, and you're like, you know, I'm going to take back when you thought it was only be a couple of weeks, right? We should take this time to learn a new skill. Um, and Ben had put together these, um, dye your own yarn kits. So you got, cause he is also, he owns the shop and he also has his own dyeing studio. Hmm. So he put together some of his own dye and some of the skeins that he uses, and you could purchase a kit. And I was like, that sounds great. And then I got Emerald hooked, and we died. I don't know, like five. And then we went, okay, this is expensive. And we then we, so many kits. And, <laughs> and then we went. I have more yarn than I can knit, and if I want to keep this up as a hobby, I have to sell it. I don't mm-hmm. have a choice. It is. I I already have too big of a stash of yarn, and this is too much fun. So we started just posting on Instagram and first our friends started purchasing. And now we are like a fully fledged business and it is crazy. Absolutely. Wow. That's so exciting. <laughs> Gosh.
0: Okay. The, most of the pandemic. Wow.
1: Right. I mean, this is phenomenal. So, but you're not just dying yarn. Like this is the thing like I can buy dyed yarn like anywhere. You know, like all di- I mean it's harder I think to buy undyed yarn mm. than it is to buy yarn that's dyed. So tell everyone who's listening like why is Stardust Fiber Studio and what and how you're dying them and what makes that why are we having you on this show is mm-hmm. really what it is. Can I handle
2: that one? Sure.
3: Um, so both of us are um witches and have been for many, many years. Uh I myself was raised pagan from birth um um by my grandmother. Um and yes, you can buy yarn anywhere, but you don't know the intention that was put in it into it or the energy, especially when it's died. So being able to dye yarn with intention. Especially um, like our Greek God series we did, all of those were acts of devotion. And it was so huge to be able to um, not only do each skein as an act of devotion, but to be able to know that those were then going to people that um, wanted it for that reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And... With Rebecca, her and I have worked together magically for so long that it, the best way I can, I can say it is it's like a dance in a mm. way, just the way the, the, the um, well, the energy intertwines in, into the, the yarn itself. Um, and just knowing that it comes with that good intention instead of whatever you're going to get out of a factory or anything like that um, was really, really important to me especially mm-hmm. with it being a um, an artistic piece i guess something that someone's going to make into something that was really important
1: yeah, yeah.
0: that's something people don't always think about mm-hmm. the yarn itself is art i mean what you make it into of course is art but like <laughs> you know um just like you said that's a great point you know a factory dyed hank might be at a more Popular price point, one could say, but you know, is it offering you the same benefits as something that was specifically died for a certain intent? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really powerful to me. So that's, I love this story.
1: <laughs> Tell me, um, Emerald, when you say, uh, you were taught to die or had an experience with Athena, mm. so first, like, Maybe, uh, actually, we could go back and forth. Maybe, Rebecca, you could tell us a little bit about Athena and who that is. And then, Emerald, I'd love to know what your experience is with Athena and learning to dye yarn.
2: So, let's see. The spring mysteries that we were doing.
1: Um... The, the pagan festival that we were <laughs> at, yeah. Mm.
2: The pagan festival. Eddie. Um <laughs> <laughs> the pagan festival that we were doing, um, right around the time we were actually starting the business, Mm -hmm. I think, um, I was holding Athena. So I, um, was really deeply immersed in her mysteries. She is the Greek goddess of not only, you know, wisdom and strategy, but also the goddess of weaving. If you know the story of Arachne, Mm -hmm. um, she was the goddess who, um, Allegedly got jealous of Arachne's beautiful weavings and the stories that Arachne was weaving into um, the tapestry Mm. and then turned Arachne into a spider so that she was a weaver forever. And that's, you know, according to Greek mythology, where you get spiders.
1: Um, I love that story. And it's funny, I was thinking about that and I was like, that connection between Arachne. And then I'm like, oh, right. Of course, it's Athena Mm. that interacts and intervenes with Arachne. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, continue, continue. This is fascinating <laughs>
2: mm. So I was super immersed in the energy of Athena, the stories of Athena, and I've been knitting and spinning and weaving since college, so at the time eight years, seven years, um and so, as part of my um work with Athena for um my shrine attendant at the pagan festival um I was knitting them a, um, like a shawl. And so that was part of like Athena's gift to this other individual that was also working very closely with her um, and was able to, um, you know, create this beautiful piece of devotion that that individual will have forever. So I was spending, I spend all my time knitting anyway, (laughs) but it was with a lot more intention. Um, And then this leads into Emerald's story.
3: Um, and for that same festival, I was holding, um, the Cory and Persephone and the Cory was very adamant about needing to make flowers for, uh, all the attendees. Um, but not being able to physically manifest flowers, we needed to find another option. Um, I had never learned to knit or crochet or anything before that because I never, uh, had anyone that could teach me, mm-hmm. um, So we tried origami and that ended up being far too complicated. And uh, Athena knocked over and was like, hey, I can teach you to knit flowers, Um, which went wonderfully, but then turned into the core taking over and knitting flowers (laughs) 24-7. So running around with a literal flower basket and knitting needles and their flowers just everywhere all the time and they still show up.
2: And well, the cat loves loved them. Oh and so he would steal them out of the basket. So we still find them all over the house. <laughs> and it's been, oh my God. gosh, two years now? <laughs> oh, my I God. I love
1: yeah. this. I love this story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. So this is... So at the, uh, the pagan festival is called spring mysteries and it's put on every year in Washington state. We could totally talk about it that way. Just to clarify that that is spring mysteries is a festival. It was done online during um, COVID times and is in person in Washington state um, annually. Um, So that is amazing and so cool. And so you really had, so Really living in that inspiration from deity had you, like, mm. of course, the Kore, which is, you know, Demeter's daughter who then turns into Persephone and uh, goes to the underworld. Um, it makes sense that you're just, your life is filled with flowers when you're <laughs> working with a, and a mm. devotee to a particular deity. A lot of times their mysteries sort of show up. I believe we have sovereignty over how those show up. And I think that that's an important thing to instill in people. And I love how, like, you still have those flowers that the cat drags in, or that finds <laughs> under that under the dresser. There's a flower. There's probably a stash. The cat mm-hmm. probably oh, has yeah. a stash under well, the, the couch. the
2: best part yeah. was there would be like a basket somewhere, and you would watch the cat like Sweet. stalk into the <laughs> room, and then look around, grab one, and then run off. And it was the best thing ever. He was still a baby. He was, he was still a so kitten. Um, I have a life boy kitten, so he's a little werewolf. Um, his name is Master of Egregious, Reprehensible, Loud, Ill-Mannered Nightmares. Merlin, for short. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was oh also God. a big fan of um, knitting the flowers. I think um, at one point, the Cory just started
3: knitting the flowers for
2: Merlin. Probably. <laughs> Because he appreciated them so much. Well, then the cats pets came online, so we couldn't use we them We couldn't in give person. the
3: flowers to anyone, so then they all went to the cat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Amazing. They went to a good home. <laughs> <True>. Right.
2: <laughs> they just cats. stayed in my home.
1: <laughs> Have you noticed that cats are really attracted to anything that we're doing that's magical or energetically charged?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I try to... Just take it with joy and not like, hey, I'm in the middle of a tarot reading. Please get off my cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if we
3: try to do anything magical with the door closed, he just screams.
2: <laughs> he must oh, yeah. be involved.
0: Yeah, my I have a similar situation here, too. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he also supervises the yarn business. Um, anytime that we are dying, he's up on the counter watching. And his favorite part is, we call it the warm room. So everything is dried in our bathroom. Mm. Um, And we have a heater on in there. And there's like a a stone slab counter. So it really absorbs the heat. So he'll sit outside the door the next morning after we've died, knowing that we'll get to open the room. (laughs) And he'll just sit there and cry in the morning until we open it. And then he does his best impression of a lizard. And just like lays on this hot rock (laughs) for like an (laughs) hour. (sighs) Hours.
1: That sounds delicious.
2: <laughs> cat has so great taste.
1: on on your website, I have a request. I think that when it says about, I think you need a little picture of the cat as supervisor
0: mm, quality control. I think there is a picture yeah. of the cat. You scroll down. Oh, on. there
1: is. I didn't <laughs> scroll. <Nope.
2: laughs>
1: and and so I want along. everyone. So now that I've said that, I want everyone to go to Mm stardustfiberstudio.com and find the cat. And when you do, subscribe to the newsletter and shop a little bit because I'm looking at your current collection and here are some of the names. Aries' Passion, Hestia's Hearth, Demeter's Bounty, Hephaestus' Forge, right? Mm -hmm. There's also, you got stitch markers that are in theme with... um with the yarns that you have. I have seen other um, collections that are, um, that are crystals. And so I'm curious when you're dying yarns, I, sorry, Katie, I took over your question, but I'm so (laughs) excited (gasps) when, you're making a yarn that's like a crystal yarn. Do you put crystals in the the dye with it? Or is that's it just so inspired smart. by color? Why
3: have we not done that?
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Oops, sorry. <laughs>
0: Coming soon. I mean, I've always thought ultra so crispy energy fun. of yeah. it and
3: everything like that, but that's so much easier. Hold on, on, I need a know. pen.
2: I
1: need a pen. Why do I not have a pen? Oh, shoot.
2: Uh,
1: there is not one on this <laughs> There are so many. It's okay. You'll remember. This you is are.
0: a recording, luckily.
1: So eventually oh, you'll oh, maybe see it again. <laughs> actually, Although scattering clean. scattering emeralds in your emerald, um, you know, <laughs> might be a little bit expensive. Well, but.
3: I mean, thankfully I've named emeralds, so that one I kind of have an in on. <laughs> hmm. Yeah.
1: Very good. <laughs> Okay. Well, Katie, you asked that question. Ask the question. It's actually on the thing.
0: Oh, well. (laughs) You
1: might have to edit a bunch of this out.
0: (laughs) People love this kind of stuff. Um, So, so how do you come up with like, what inspires you to say, okay, I want a collection based on crystals or certain deities. Like, where does your inspiration come from exactly? How do you decide on these colors?
2: Very good question. Um, the first collection was easy because it was right after the festival. So it was really fresh in our minds. Um, and it was kind of a natural, um, kind of progression at that time. Mm. Um, and then, you know, living pagan, um, you know, everything that we do, everything that we, you try to have everything that you think about be, you know, in that sort of energy all the time. So for us, um, it's pretty I wouldn't say like necessarily like it's easy all the time Mm. um but it's kind of like on the the tip of your tongue right when you're starting to like brainstorm ideas it's like oh we should do this oh we should do that um I remember at the very beginning of the business we were thinking of eventually doing like a natural dyed yarn because right now all of our dyes are acid based and Mm -hmm. we'd love to have like a side collection like a staple collection that we have that was dyed in like natural plants that maybe we grew ourselves Mm -hmm. Um, and we wanted to for example have a um norse or viking themed yarn that was dyed in woad um which is you know on the list for eventually coming up Mm -hmm. um but you know barring that it's okay so let's do a um, I think future one that we're doing eventually is like tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. have tarot <laughs> um for six years now, seven mm-hmm. years now. Um, and so, you know, when it comes time to picking colors, um, I think we haven't picked colors for that collection yet. I think we're scheduled out with collection ideas for the, for next, two years. the next two years. But That's we only great. have colors picked for. Um, the next collection that will be coming out um, in July. Um, And so generally when we are picking colors, we have a color board. We have a series on our YouTube channel called Roll the Dice. And so what we do is we pick um, three numbers out of a dice box and they correspond to numbers of our dies on a board, like our box. box. Um, and then we are like, all right, well, I guess we have to dye whatever in here. So we use that board, um, as a, okay, so for Athena example, um, her colors tend to be blues and grays. Um, and then you sit down with the color board and you kind of commune with the energy of Athena and you go, okay, so these are the blues that I think connect best. These are the grays, all right, pair those down to things that will go well in the dye bath um and work with it that way so with the tarot example i'm i have i have a tarot deck collection and so does emerald um we'll probably go and be like okay so we need to die uh, the lovers so let's pick out six different tarot decks pull out those nice. cards so we can be, okay what colors are people associating what's the imagery um how are we going to um make that work and um then pick colors from there which will
3: be hard because I have over a hundred decks. Oh. That's true,
2: so we'll but what a brilliant method
0: of picking colors. I used to pick colors <laughs> for yarns in my previous life. Um, and that is, oh my gosh, brilliant. I wish I'd have thought of something like that. Yes, roll bringing- the dies.
1: Roll the dice. That is genius. So tell, tell us, well, at the end, let's get all your information on your YouTube and make sure that people know how to go there. Mm-hmm. That is so great. So I love bringing the witchcraft and the divinatory aspect in, you know, to everything. I mean, I think that as witches, we're living a magical lifestyle. And this is part of what that means is like everything we do can be magical, right? And selecting yarns or how we're operating. Even I love that you're like a woe-dyed um Viking yarn and then sell the null binding needle and like like a null binding, a null binding, maybe that's how you say it. Mm. Um, like instruction. That would be freaking amazing. Katie and I were just talking about that and yep. fascinated with this topic.
0: Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you another question, but let's take a quick break first because I have been hearing my dog snore in the background this whole time. I don't want people to think this is a boring show. It is just, (laughs) she is an older dog and that's just her deal. (laughs) So let's take a quick break. I'll boot her into another room to be comfortable there and we'll be right back. Hey, Magical Makers. Are you looking for a fun summertime project? Try my No Sweat Mason Cozies, now available in two different sizes. You can save 50% on this pattern through July 31st by using the code Spell. that's all one word, on Ravelry at checkout. These beverage covers not only keep your hands dry, they're also a fun way to identify whose drink belongs to who. Cheers! Hey Jim, let's talk about a palm reading for a sec.
1: Oh yeah, my favorite topic.
0: So I don't think a lot of people necessarily think of getting a palm reading, Uh, but my palm reading with you was awesome. And it actually helped with a lot of preconceived notions that I had of the craft before now.
1: You had preconceived notions about palmistry? What were yeah. they? Yeah.
0: So, I mean, you know, I'm pretty literal, so I thought having a short lifeline might mean you have a short life. Right. And a star on your palm is bad. <laughs> oh, that's
1: interesting. Both of those are... Comment, you know, a short lifeline does not mean a short life. It actually means a life of uh connection with the divine and learning and creating type of life. And a star in your palm is a sign of spiritual gift. Those are two things that are dispelled right away. I know there's a lot of things on the palm that people yeah. think are good or bad, right? There's nothing inherently negative in your palm. You can use all the tools, all the markings. They are associated with your strengths, your personality, and things you can use in your life.
0: Absolutely. I really love that modern take on palmistry. And it actually really resonated in my reading. I think everyone would enjoy reading from you. And Dear listener, if you too would like a fantastic experience that offers insight, direction and clarity, I highly suggest booking a session with my dear friend, James Divine, and you can find more information at thedivinedhand.com. Thanks for listening. Let's jump back into our episode. And we're back. Thanks so much for bearing with me.
1: <laughs> Is the dog did the dog stop snoring now?
0: I mean no, but at least she's snoring in another room. So, <laughs> Yeah, she's now in her dog bed on top of my bed for extra comfort levels, obviously. It's a tough life. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So um, as someone who, you know, used to work with yarn stores and knitters in general and whatnot, I'm dying to know if you have any fun or interesting stories you'd like to share about you know dying yarn or you know just your business in general interacting with customers and whatnot
1: so you i like what you did there katie i'm dying to know that was very <laughs> that was clever
0: yeah it was on purpose
2: for sure for sure
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's a significant spiritual magical experience we want to know
2: mm-hmm. let's see one specifically related to dyeing yarn the business um
0: I
3: can do.
2: You want to do yours? Yeah. (laughs) Yours is far more interesting than mine.
0: We could do both.
2: Sure. You go first. Yeah. Um, So we had a customer
3: that wanted a custom order um, specifically for um, Aphrodite, but for more of the ocean aspects and not so much the pinks and all of that that you generally see. And they kind of explained to me what they were looking for. And I really sat down with Aphrodite and um our color board and really tried to connect. And as I was dying, um, I kind of felt the the knock at the door of of Aphrodite's energy. And so um, I opened the door and she kind of stepped in and helped. and that was such an experience. I mean, I've worked with Aphrodite for years, and I have an altar in my room, but to have her step into something, like dying yard of all things, but knowing that it was going to a devotional piece for someone that's um, followed her for years and years and years. And I, uh, we, I, we, I keep switching. <laughs> we started singing and just, it ended up being, it was like eight skeins of yarn. So it was just pan after pan of just singing. And the plan that I had in my head and what the end result was, were completely different. But when we finished and delivered it to the customer and explained the entire story, they just broke down in tears and thanked me mm. after like explaining the entire thing of what happened. And it ended up being so much more meaningful having the entire, um, the entire event of what happened and having that interaction was both meaningful for me as being able to give that to them as it was for them being able to receive it. And so me as a as a priestex, that's so important to me to be able to still not only be a yarn dyer but be a pretext in that way. So that's right. probably my favorite time I've ever died
1: <laughs> I kind of emotional
0: sorry. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yes. Oh, living it. Living it. Yes.
1: This idea oh, of Here we are emerald Making custom yarn, hand-dyed, in a ritual space with one of the pathways Mm. to that is song, Mm -hmm. right? Can you imagine, like, knitting something with yarn that was made while this artisan, while this craft person was singing and channeling Aphrodite into it?
0: Just stunning. Yeah. I I mean mean... you can hear it. I'm sure you can hear the skeins sing. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Wow.
3: Oh I my goodness.
0: I'm moved.
1: I'm <laughs> misty eyed over it. That's such a cool idea. It's such an amazing, beautiful image I have in my mind.
0: Gosh. Yeah. And getting into like that flow dying state. I mean, as um, a watercolor painter myself, you know, it's, Sometimes you just get into that thing where, you know, if someone were to interrupt you, you'd be like, oh, where was I? And why did you do that? Um, so that kind of seems like a similar state of what you might have been going through. That's really incredible. I never even thought about doing that, like, you know, with, with someone that you might be inviting in to help, you know, that's incredible. Like a channeling.
1: Yeah, to draw down a deity or a God form or something and then hmm. do the work. And then offer that work up Mm, like what a gift. I don't think you're charging enough. I'm kidding.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the kind of the ideas for doing those things um, a couple of years ago at the pagan festival, I held um, the Pythia. So the Oracle of Delphi and as part of my work and devotion, working with that entity, um, I knit um, a veil for the Pythia. Um, For oracles, veiling is something that is incredibly powerful. Um, And there wasn't really one that was available. Um, And I would have absolutely loved to have had the ability to get yarn that was dyed with intention. Mm. Um, You know, at the time I wasn't dying and I didn't know any like pagan dyers. So I ended up, you know, just finding a, I think it was a hundred percent, um, lace, weight, silk yarn, um, and, you know, knitting this, uh, bright red veil on it. And I spent wow. you know months on it, but, um, I would have much preferred to have yarn that was dyed with that intention because while knitting itself is a very spiritual, powerful, um, thing, um, you know, for example, um, like people do prayer shawls, right? So mm-hmm. when somebody's sick, People will get together and with each stitch, it's a prayer. Um, And so that's what I did knitting this veil for the Oracle of Delphi. Um, And while that in and of itself is magical, um, being able to get my hands on yarn that would have been, you know, dyed by Emerald or myself, um, you know, that was dyed with those sorts of intentions would have made it an even more powerful spiritual piece.
1: Mm. Right. I mean, I can totally see that. You're creating something for the Pythonist to have, to be a seer, right? I, and it's, that is such a cool story. Ooh, and what
0: a labor of love, lace weight silk. Ooh. Yeah, and
2: I had a head injury in the middle of it and I didn't put it down. And so then I had to start over because I kept knitting without a lifeline. And I had to start over like three months before I needed it
1: um so yeah, was word
2: to the wise if you get a head injury don't knit do well if you're going to knit something that isn't like mm. lace on lace weight it's, it was so bad it's ease a, in don't, don't do that <laughs> don't do yeah, that ease, ease in start with something that isn't as uh important because that was it was a bear to start over um maybe a nice scarf on bulky yeah that's a good thing to start back up with um good advice
1: Nice. So yeah. when when you're talking about um <coughs> dyeing yarns or making yarns with intent, I love how we've really talked about and will continue to talk about methods to incorporate magic into making of all kinds in the actual crocheting or knitting or or painting or activity that people are doing. But that's because it's relatively difficult to find the base materials that are also with that intent and so you're really bringing this like meta this very important sort of thing to bear right and i love how you had mentioned earlier that you're dying currently with acid-based dyes and that you're looking at incorporating natural things i think about like sure there's the colors but there's also and it's always been interesting to me when i think about like herbalism or essential oils Mm -hmm. or resins and things like that and you know, when you were talking about the Python's veil, I'm like, oh yeah, if that would had like Copal in it, like if there was, you know, Arabs that were around seeing and around, you know, sp- spirit communication or or seeing the future or third eye stuff. That would be fascinating. So have you thought about, as you're thinking and exploring the possibility in the future of incorporating natural materials into the dyes, is that what you're also thinking about beyond color is also the actual materials themselves?
2: Yeah, so it'd be colors and then also, um, you know, whatever the spiritual intention is Mm -hmm. of that plant. Um, I was just, you know, I had a, a revelation that what people could do at home is while you're blocking your piece, you can add mm. those herbs or those essential oils into the um, the soak that you do before you block it. And then you would be able to integrate it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the problems with doing it as part of the dyeing is people have allergies. Um, and so um, it would be probably maybe like an add-on or something. Um, because, you know, already people have wool allergies. So we've like incorporated alpaca as an option. Um, So I wouldn't want to like make it something that was like, just always done. um, Just because, you know, when we take yarn to like a trunk show, you don't know who's going to be the one to pick it up. Um, You know, and I have friends with like rosemary allergies, Mm -hmm. which isn't something that you think of um, as an allergy, but it could make them very sick.
1: Um, yeah, know, there's people, lavender allergy is more common than I realized. And I also have a friend with a rosemary allergy. It's so funny. Oh, goodness. I didn't think about either of those,
0: but that's a great point. Yeah. Of course. Yeah,
3: I would really love to put together um, like an add-on of like a blocking herbalism set mm-hmm. where we send like the little like tea bag type of thing where you can put the herbs in it for that water. That mm-hmm. way you don't get herbs everywhere in your yarn because that would be a mess but that way you can have that intention in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be stones. Exactly, and... we can have it all in there. Yep. Oh, that brilliant.
0: was
1: awesome. yeah. Um, Brilliant. Yeah.
0: brilliant. Sure that will be I... Absolutely. I also have been thinking about this recently. I actually just had a pattern come out where um, I made this design for my dog. So (laughs) talking about knitting something with intent. Um, And I was also thinking like, oh, yeah, blocking water. That's like another way to add layers Uh into it. And I was like, oh, well, even if you had like allergies, who's to say you can't do like full moon blocking water, you know? (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, I got to go around and get some glass jars because that is going to be my jam. Full moon and new moon blocking waters. Uh-huh. And then if anybody doesn't have allergies you can sort of add to there but uh or even like putting crystals around it you know yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah another thing blocking
1: about- water tea bags mm-hmm. i love blocking water tea bags. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. It's
2: genius yeah because another Brilliant. aspect of like adding it to the water is especially with the acid dyes it's science right you have mm. to have the water to the right temperature there has to be the right amount of acid mm-hmm. there has to be the right amount of um, you know, the, all there's three aspects to it, which is also magical, right? Um, three, three is a magic number. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are three aspects to dyeing. You have heat and dye and acid. And so messing with that chemistry, um, could be interesting. Um, so that would be something to think about while we're using the acid dyes, but once we're able to transition into those more natural dyes, that would be something to think about.
3: Yeah. Because if any, if any of those three are wrong, nothing's going to come
2: out right. (laughs) Yeah, you'll you'll get um, like uh, bleeding Bleeding. when you block it, which Mm. happened to me once I was making a baby blanket for a friend and the Navy um, wasn't uh, like the, that didn't completely like take. It wasn't color fast. It wasn't color fast. And so um, as soon as I, I, you know, it was uh, this beautiful cream and gray and yellow baby blanket with these little Navy bees on it. And as soon as I got it wet, um, it bled and I had to redo it. Um, (laughs) it was, it was so so painful. Um, and you know, it's so, it's a chemistry, right? So, you know, I don't fault the company for having an error. Wait, what, Uh, what was that? What you don't fault the company for having an error. (laughs) I don't fault the company for having an error because um, you could have swatched that to see if it was color fast before you did it on your whole project. Because I could have swatched it too. <sighs> and in every single one of our packages that we send out, we have a card that has like tips and tricks. And on there, it says, please swatch um, before your project um, for multiple reasons, right. To make sure you have the right gauge to make sure, because a lot of our yarns are superwash and that grows. So to make mm-hmm. sure that your gauge is correct, you have to block. Um, but you know if i had swatched before i made that baby blanket <laughs> i wouldn't have had that issue so i try to is tell is this how
1: we that. is this how we all have to learn like even though we know it's yeah. so annoying
0: i'm not yeah. saying that's one of my pet peeves but i'm always like this was a handmade thing you made and it laundry rules still apply <laughs> so like
1: <laughs> laundry blue sweater, I had,
0: white sweater blue jeans a, white shirt
1: I had a scarf that bled on my neck. Oh yeah! While wearing it, I should have washed that thing first.
0: (laughs) Well, it happens. It's not that big of a deal. It happens. It's okay, and especially with a lot of natural dyes, Mm -hmm. that's just part of the process. You know, getting the chemical part out um, that keeps it really fixed sometimes, um, but isn't always so good for you. Uh, It's it's a balance. So. Mm Hey, That's
1: have you ever thought about assigning an element to the three um, aspects of dyeing? I mean, maybe the yarn is also an element itself, mm-hmm. but I wonder if you've thought about obviously the heat might be fire, right? Fire. If the acid and the dye and the, and the, and the yarn, it would be interesting to think about that and sort mm-hmm. of be like, are there the four elements in that? Or maybe the water is the water. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You ever thought about, have huh
2: um the hard part would be is acid also fire or because it's um you know a naturally occurring thing is that earth um Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's interesting Hmm. things and Hmm. which you know if you have one and not the other you can be like oh yes no i meant it to be that Um, (laughs) (laughs) of course of course intentional um but that is a very good question. I mean, you can, as we were saying earlier, you can put magic into anything. Yeah. Um, and, you know, no matter how many times you go, OK, so what is the intention of this? What are the aspects of what I'm doing? How can I make this more and more magical? Um, there's always blind spots. Um, and, you know, thinking of it as these are the three requirements can also take the magic out of it. So um, I think we should sit down and talk about, okay, what are the intentions of these ingredients that you do need? Um, I think that would uh, layer additional intention and additional almost ritual Mm -hmm. to dying.
0: Oh, there you go. See, again, it's just like anything that I'm learning with magic. It's like, it could be as easy as you want it to be, or it could be as elaborate as you can possibly imagine.
1: (laughs) But I also love that there's such like, you to move with such magical in mm. such a magical space and such magical being. And like, you know, even if it was just you dying with Rit dye, you know what <laughs> I mean? Some, even if it was you dying a, a plastic yarn with Rit, it would still be magical because there's an ability to put that magic in mm. from your intent and from your work. And what I love is that you're stepping it up and it's, moving beyond something like that into these amazing alpacas and wools and all kinds of things that are available. And, you know, that's, and, and high end, you know, dyes. So this is really cool. Mm -hmm. I want to know about, have you had any customer feedback? Like, has anyone come back to you? I know that Emerald you talked about that customer that was really moved by the Aphrodite, you know, um, Hanks that you did. Is there another customer experience where they came back and they're like, oh, my gosh, that Hermes cap I knit out of that Hermes yarn, I was able to fly or
2: something. (laughs) Um, Did you put mushrooms in? I'm kidding.
1: It would be fantastic.
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I think what immediately came to mind are the customer feedback of we don't have enough deities in the collection. So in our two-year plan, we do have a couple more pantheons to work through. Mm-hmm. So we had somebody reach out and they go, okay, well, I bought these three deities because I work with them, but I don't have, what was it? It was Celine and
3: Voss. Yeah, they they custom ordered the ones they didn't have. And that was mm-hmm. extremely fun to be able
2: to work with those. And then we take those recipes <clears throat> and add them to our book for later. Yeah,
0: Smart. Never <sighs> a wasted opportunity. Mm-hmm. So great. Vos, yeah. was so
2: much fun. Except for
3: Boston
2: am... make three colorways. <laughs> yeah. My boss has three options. Um is a cat though, so <laughs> I'm not surprised. Fitting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I am as a <laughs> dedicant of Selene or Celine, I mm-hmm. totally um which is the Roman Luna, which is the moon. I I love that. I love that um idea. And that it's one... very cool. The...
3: Celine ended up being probably my all-time favorite yarn I have ever dyed. It was wow. very subtle and very...
2: um, What is the word I'm looking for? Understated, but it reminded me of... You could see it as one color in one light, and you took it out under another type of light, and then you could see, like, a rainbow of colors in it. So it almost Ooh. went from, like... It's like a rainbow moonstone.
3: Pretty much like in part, in some lights it was like gray and others you could just see the white and others it was all
0: colors of the rainbow. It was so neat. Ooh. I really hope I can recreate it. Well, <laughs> cool. Well, we'll be looking forward to that. <laughs> totally. No pressure. Totally.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Ordering now. All right. <laughs> exactly. So, what is up, you know, next for the business and everything?
3: Um, right now, it's we are currently in three different stores. We've got uh, quite a few different trunk shows coming up. Uh, next step for us is going to be getting a uh, studio space that is not in our house. Mm. Um, that way, we can have a dedicated space that we can then bless and have ritualized specifically for yarn. Because right now, it's in our kitchen, which we also have blessed for kitchen witchery. Yep. So, it's having those other energies in it, which... I mean, they're not bad energies. You have Hestia in there, which is great, but not always what we're looking for. Hmm. So that's going to be our next big step is having that separate space. So once we have that, I'm really excited to see where it goes from there.
0: Ooh, very exciting. <laughs> nice.
1: Why do, Yeah, I, I love that. I, that's exactly the vision that I had for you too was, oh, right, expand into something like that. Mm-hmm. And so you said that you're in three shops, three stores. Are those in the Seattle area or other cities?
2: We are in one shop up in Canada. Um,
1: you can name them. Yeah, tell please, us who free. they are.
2: Uh, I have to look up the Canada name.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> never
2: mind. We'll put it in later. <laughs>
1: okay. What three? What three regions are you in?
2: We are in um, BC. We have one up here in the Seattle area, and then one, what is it, like an hour south? We're in Castle Rock, Washington
3: at uh, Naughty Stitches. We are in A Little Nitty in Auburn, Washington, and we're in Beach Rock Studio and Art Center in um, BC, Canada. Just how much I know. <laughs> I do <knew> the <laughs> Fan- website. <laughs> uh, there you go.
1: Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Oh my
0: goodness. Um, And do you guys sell directly on your website as well? We do. We do. Most of
3: our sales come directly through the website um, and hopefully someday through our own
2: little shop, but that'll be uh, after our little space in the future. Very good. Which will be exciting. (laughs) That's like the five, 10 year plan is to have like our own little shop that also includes like metaphysical items in addition to the yarn, Mm. maybe like a little cafe space. So people just hang out all day. Um, and then the shorter term plan is to not be dying in our kitchen anymore. Yes.
0: A good goal. <laughs> <laughs> I love Although that. the commute, you know, will be less desirable. That's
2: probably. fair. It's not just downstairs. <laughs> yeah. I was dying. Around, I think till midnight last night. So like the, the, cause we're getting ready for a trunk show and we need a whole bunch of yarn by Very quickly tomorrow. Oh, that's good. So, cool. <laughs> um, I was dying for a while after work last night, uh, my day job um and um so like the commute afterwards was really nice i could just like (laughs) reassemble the kitchen and then just like go upstairs um so if we're in a designated studio space there would be driving time which is less ideal but um you know getting the uh instead of our current counter which currently gets like rainbow confetti speckles from (laughs) Hmm. um and requires a lot of bleach um, you know, to like get a studio with maybe like a stainless steel counter yes. that would be so much easier to yes. clean, save time. Um, yeah. you know, dealing with less bleach is also good. Um, yeah. just so,
0: keeping like your works in progress out and not always probably have to clean up every day, I imagine is day. <laughs> gonna be nice. Yeah, yeah. And also, huh. we keep
2: a lot of space in our
3: house,
0: hmm. Yeah, yeah.
3: because our right. uh circle room that was where we did all of our rituals and things like that has become the office slash yarn business slash kind of metaphysical space
2: mess
1: (laughs) Mm, yes (laughs) you know it's interesting
2: the guest bathroom's taken over the garage is taken over uh we have a large house but most of the house is full of yarn
1: (laughs) (laughs) you're full of yarn
2: yeah full of
1: yarn you know, so at least it's, you have a good excuse. <laughs> it's a topic that we're going to cover in the future is magical space. And I think we can touch on it here, which is one of the ways to create, it's not the only way, but one of the ways to really think about expanding into an area is to have a space dedicated for that purpose. Certainly we make magical space by many of us that do more ceremonial witchcraft will cast a circle and call the elements. Um, as opposed to, there's also people who are just sort of, you know, extemporaneous and witchy all the time. I'm that way too. Um, but it's the same, like to expand, we've created a magic room or a circle room to expand a business. It's really common to have a dedicated space for that purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. So here's, you know, my dedicated space for palmistry and we have our dedicated space for witchcraft. So it makes a lot of sense. And it, um, is true spiritually. It's true physically. So I'm all about that. And yeah, I look forward to having that as a topic in the future too.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have to have you back on at some point soon <laughs> to get an update. Yes. Um, absolutely. So where can people find you? Tell me all of the info.
2: <laughs> so uh, we have our website, which is studios.com. We have a Facebook page. We have a TikTok. We have a YouTube channel, we have a Facebook community group, which is really fun because people are posting photos of like their finished projects, um, which has been really nice. Um, and then, you know, we always encourage people to send us their finished projects so we can put those up on the website as like an idea board of this Mm -hmm. is the yarn that they use. This is the finished project, like product. Awesome. And do you guys have
0: a newsletter as well? People can sign up for.
3: We do. Um, when you first go to our website, there is a little pop-up that pops up that asks if you want to sign up for the newsletter. And we send those out uh, one, to two, two, one to two times a month with all of our new stuff that's happening. Um, so you can kind of keep up on
2: it. I forgot about Instagram. We're oh, also on Instagram and everything is Stardust Fiber Studio. Um, so put that on the internet. Um. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and search for it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh my
0: gosh. Well, this has been so much fun. I've learned a ton. I mean, I don't know about you, Jim.
1: Uh, well, I mean, I think the whole time was learning because I'm like drinking from the fire hose with mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever you all were talking about like yarn stuff and fiber <laughs> art stuff. I'm like, I've knit 35 rows so far. Uh, with a little ditto ribbon. with the
0: deities. I like Greek stuff. <laughs> 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 I know some of them.
1: So this oh. is the part. This is the partnership, right? Mm-hmm. Where Katie has a lot of expertise in knitting and fiber arts, and I have a lot of expertise and experience in witchcraft. And two great tastes that taste great together.
0: Indeed, oh. learning from each other, it's the best. But-
1: you are both in one, in, in, in a few humans, right? Both of you have the witchiness and the fiberness. It's mm-hmm. very cool.
2: But we still do break the business up into, um, Emerald kind of does more of the financial um, bits and the, uh, runs TikTok now and runs the website. And then I make the stitch markers um, and then kind of do more of the, other social media things, I'm the one when you reach out on like our chat support on the website, I'm the one you talk to. So we've kind of also split the business up into our strengths. Yeah. Um, Perfect. you works well? with the people, I do the behind the scenes.
0: <laughs> there you so go. Great.
2: Front of house, back of house. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, it's wonderful. so fun.
1: Thank you so much for being on and being our guests. Just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I learned a ton. I loved it.
0: Yes, we'll definitely have you on soon. Thank you so much. This yay. was so much fun. Thank you so much for inviting us. Yeah, yay! definitely we'll come back as soon as you invite us again. Yes, <laughs> wonderful. All right, everybody, just a reminder, you can find more about these amazing hand-dyed yarns at Stardust, sorry, stardustfiberstudio.com. Yay, um, or just put it on the internet and you'll find all of their uh, social media resources as
3: well. Perfect. <laughs>
0: And don't forget, you can check out our full video episodes on the Light From Lantern YouTube channel. Come and see these gorgeous mugs. Come on. (laughs) Well, until next time, everybody. We'll see you later. Have a good one. So long. Bye-bye. This episode is a wrap. If you enjoyed what you heard, go ahead and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming app. And don't forget, you can see full video episodes of Knit a
2: Spell on Light From Lantern's YouTube channel.